0: Lighting up a deer and a doe, nibbling at the edge of the forest. Chris does not cheer for her daughter. She only realizes her daughter is swimming in the race when she looks out across the lanes of the pool and sees someone who looks like her daughter swimming. She still doesn't cheer when she realizes it is her daughter, because she knows her daughter would not hear her over all the other noise. Chris also thinks it's silly how many parents are so involved in their child's swimming and cheer so loudly, as if the cheering will make their child go faster, as if it were the Olympics, or if winning or losing a swim down the length of the pool and back were a matter of life and death. Chris's daughter, Cleo, is becoming more interested in swimming every season, even though Chris doesn't ask her much about it. Cleo keeps a record in her journal of all her pastimes and of the times she needs to qualify for certain meets. Cleo has begun sharing her times with her father, Paul, because he seems more interested than her mother in how she's able to shave off time by tucking tighter in her turns or keeping her hips up in the backstroke. This is Chris being splashed by the water when a swimmer dives in, and liking the way the water feels through the leg of her blue jeans, making her feel cool when it is so hot in the facility. These are the windows of the pool, covered over in mist so thick it looks purposely sprayed on, as if what were being done behind the glass were not to be seen by anyone on the outside. This is the outside. A bright New England day that is almost spring but not quite snow still in patches in places surrounded by the pale green grass of last summer, last summer wanting still to be seen, even if its grass looks frizzy at the tips and is mixed with what looks like bits of straw. These are the two highways behind the lawn of the facility, the cars going by quickly, most of the drivers wanting to leave the area, whose exits are congested with shopping stores and food chains. They want to get back to the areas where people actually live instead of shop. They want to get back to their homes on rural roads, where what wakes them up in the morning is the occasional lowing of the neighboring farm's cows or a woodpecker at work on the exterior siding of their cedar-framed house, and where the spring peepers, peeping at night in the nearby ponds, are the last sounds people hear before sleep. This is what's in front of the facility— A view of a small mountain, gently rounded, a skyline often interrupted by V-formations of high-flying geese, a dirt road that loops around the facility and also branches off and travels to the south for only so long before it peters out, and you see a field of scrubby grass surrounded by scraggly pines, unhealthy at their tops, their upper boughs the color of rust. This is Dinah at the home meet, talking to Chris— when Chris's shift as a timer is over and she goes up into the stands. How did your daughter swim? She looked like she was having fun, Chris says. What Dinah hears is, Chris's daughter did not swim well and she doesn't want to talk about it. This is Dinah telling Chris that her daughter, Jessie lost one hundredth of a second off her seed time. This is Chris needing the bathroom, thinking as she sits on the seat, That she needed to sit down as much as she needed to pee. Chris has been feeling tired lately, she thinks. Or maybe she's just been feeling tired for years now. She's not quite sure. Maybe she's been tired ever since she was a girl living down south and she had a babysitter, a young woman named Beatrice, who would stay with Chris in the evenings and make sure she did her homework and tucked her into bed, who was raped. Chris thinks she loved Beatrice as much as she loved her parents, maybe even more. Her parents were too busy running the general store they owned to spend time with Chris in the evenings, but Beatrice would come over with her college texts, and Chris would have her math sheets and her ancient civilizations textbook out, and they'd sit at the kitchen table studying together, with music from the pop radio station playing. Beatrice would lean over Chris helping with a fraction, smelling of fruity shampoo. And when Chris got the answer right, Beatrice would say, a girl, Chris. After they studied for a while, Beatrice would announce it was break time, and she'd pull out her collection of nail polish.